Hello, and welcome everyone to today's ILTA pre-recorded roundtable discussion entitled IG slash Data Governance Education. I'm your moderator today, Andrew Corridor. I'm the Information Governance Compliance Manager at Aiken, Gump, Strauss, Hauer, and Feld. And I'm excited today to be joined by our panelists, Matthew Estrada, who's the Senior Information Governance Specialist at Kirkland and Ellis, and Chris Hockey, the Director of Information Governance and Management at Bond, Schenick, and King. Matt, would you like to start off with a brief introduction about yourself and maybe your career path? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, thanks for having me, Andrew. Um, so uh, I started in information governance as an intern at Proskauer uh, while completing my master's in public administration. Uh, a few months later, I was hired on full time. Um, and in uh, my five years at Proskauer, I was promoted to an IG compliance specialist position. Uh, I received my CIP certification and completed my master's program. Uh, and at the end of the last year, uh, I joined a different law firm, Kirkland and Ellis, as a senior information governance specialist. And it's been an amazing couple of months since I started. Nice. And Chris, uh, how about yourself? Would you like to introduce yourself and give a brief uh, career path? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I don't know. Thank you for for having me. I'm excited. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I can make my career path uh, brief, but uh, I'll try to truncate it a, a little bit. So um, I spent uh, roughly, uh, gosh, almost 25 years in the higher education um, industry, and I was ready for, uh, for a switch. And so in August of 2019, I joined uh, Bon Chenick and King. At the time, the title was uh, Director of Records and uh, enterprise content, I think, and as I learned uh, kind of a little bit more about the law firm industry and uh, kind of information governance and records management, I uh, was able to kind of convince the firm that we need to take a, a broader approach. Uh, but so yeah, I've been I've been doing uh, this particular work for just about uh, three years now, and uh, happy that I I made the switch. Nice. It's actually. Um kind of perfect that your title changed from director of records into director of information governance because that <laughs> sort of goes into a little bit about where, what we're going to talk about today um so you know as a nice segue for some background on this topic and for why i chose it um entry into information governance is unclear you know there are no traditional educational opportunities in college you know the obvious caveat being that there are some now pre-law courses that focus on information governance um there's also a few ig majors at some niche schools uh, some records majors stuff like that but I mean, this is probably a major reason why a lot of younger ed professionals are not joining the industry as much. Um, Entry-level jobs are usually labeled records, um, and it's not an appealing sector for younger professionals who tend to see records as this sort of like basement library clerk with their dusty boxes and stuff. Um, and then, of course, there's there's no intuitive career path for information governance. No one sees records clerks as going into IG, and no one really even understands necessarily what IG means. And for most people, records does seem as a, it's it's a dead end, the paper's going away, It's that's, that's no secret, right? Um, and the reason why I sort of know that this topic is, is important, this is actually a real picture taken of me at a conference where I was not asked to speak, um, where in the middle of this of this topic, you can sort of see it behind you, uh, or behind me rather, where they're talking about what the, the demographic is for law firms and how to try to skew it towards younger professionals and in the absolute middle of this topic, the they called all of the people under 30, which in this picture I was, um, 
they asked us what our secret was, why we chose IG and how to get others like us. And now, of course, I'm not under 30 anymore, so I'm no longer qualified to talk on this topic, which is why Matt was so gracious to step in for me. Um, okay, so to dive right in, um, the way that I'd like for this to go, I'm going to ask a series of questions, and the intent is to get sort of insight from both sides of the equation, right? So, Matt, you started your career in information governance. You can sort of provide insight into what it was like to be a young professional. Um, and then, Chris, I understand that you've built an incredible IG program at your firm. So, you know, I want to know what what you see from the other side, from sort of creating and cultivating this younger talent. Um, so with that in mind, uh, for my first questions is for Chris. Um, you know, I know personally tech skills are highly coveted within my organization and most younger professionals who are basically born with a cell phone in their hands, it gives them a sort of natural affinity, almost an edge with technology and for some of these more tech related positions. So from your, from your side of the view, um, what can managers do to make IG positions more appealing for younger professionals? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, the way that I've I've tried to go about both re recruiting and uh, retaining the the IG staff that I have is is really around um, you know from from kind of the recruitment side. Um, I think that it, it's really been focusing on um, the skill sets and not so much the the titles. I mean, I think that. If I were to go out on LinkedIn as an example and you know look for anyone that you know might have had you know some type of information governance experience, I would be you know looking for a very long time, right? So you know right. the, the way that I have tried to approach uh, you know recruitment efforts is is really looking at um, because I I have you know tended to look for and uh, work with our HR team on on recruiting. Uh, younger staff um, for for these particular roles. Um, and so, you know, really looking at what are the um, what are the academic programs uh, in, in the area. So, you know, Syracuse University, which is right nearby, they, they have a number of programs on data management, information science. And so those are those are some kind of uh, you know, grabbing some graduates out of those programs, I think, lends itself well to the type of work. Now, do they have the experience? No, but you're looking for a specific kind of skill set or, or mindset um, that that folks are, are going to have kind of coming into this work. Um, but, you know, I think as far as making it appealing, I think it goes back to just kind of basic human psychology of, you know, I think in general, people want to feel that whatever they're doing is is contributing something. Um, and I think that's where it gets a little tricky because it's it's helping people understand how they are contributing to the larger picture. So people that, that aren't familiar with information governance and, you know, what impact that has on, on an organization. Uh, and so uh, being able to explain uh, that that impact, the, the work, that they're going to be doing and how that is going to impact the organization, uh, how that's going to um, really, you want to try to draw the, uh, connect the dots from the work that we're doing to the client, right? So it's not necessarily that we're helping the attorney, sure, that that's kind of a, a byproduct of the ultimate goal, which is to make sure the client is getting what, what they need, that they're getting the information that they want uh, and, and when they want it. So I think helping people see the value in the work, but then also, um, you know, professional development, I think is, you know, has been huge, you know, letting people, um, you know, one of the things that I'm really focused on is, is just making sure that my team um, sees uh, a path for growth 
Um, maybe not necessarily, you know, kind of depends on what they want to do with their, their career, but, but helping them identify ways in which the work that they're doing now can be applied towards anything uh, that they might want to do in, in the future. So I think for me, those are some of the key elements that I've been focused on. Just to reference something that you said that that really you know resonated with me, um, the the overall impact that your job has, um, I, I that wasn't a thing really when I started in this industry. But you know now that we're seeing these huge tech companies get hit by a whole slew of of fines that might have been mitigated by a, a more you know robust information governance program, uh, do you ever reference these these like these like large front page headlines and you're like this job is now essentially what you are doing? You know what I mean? No, I, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I kind of focus on our, our, our own stories within, right? So I, I try to focus on, you know, what are what are the ways that we've solved uh, internal problems? Um, you know, attorney X, you know, couldn't, you know, was having a really hard time locating X, Y, Z, um, you know, and after applying some basic kind of information governance principles, we were able to not only help them find what they were looking for, but set it up in a way where they'll never have to worry about missing something again, right? So try, trying to identify those kind of homegrown success stories within our, within our, our own organization, uh, I think are, are much more uh, successful than relying on kind of the, the big headlines. Because ultimately people think that they're, you know, and I think in a, in a organizational sense, organizations feel uh, you know that that's not going to happen to us, right? And so right. you can you know you can put that out there, but generally people are like, well, that's them though, that's not us, and that won't that won't happen here. Um, so I find that that's not quite as effective as just touting kind of the success stories that we have within the organization itself. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Um, oh, thank you so much. And uh, you know, just to turn now to to Matt from again from the other side of the aisle. Um, what 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 about you? Can you provide the secret for what? young professionals are looking for in their careers? Yeah, you know, uh, to highlight something that Chris mentioned, um, opportunity for growth is is absolutely at least one of the things that we're, we're looking for or I was looking for. Um, I saw IG as a burgeoning industry, uh, which meant to me there was like plenty of opportunity for creative problem solving and generating projects. Um, we consistently had new projects to develop and work on, uh, which I very much enjoyed. Uh, the other maybe two things that I can think of um, was opportunities to apply what I was learning in my master's program at the time uh, and also having supportive uh, peers. Uh, so uh, we had an all-star team of, of uh, coworkers at um, Proskauer when we were working on the information governance team. Um, my manager at the time, Andrew, uh, he'd invite us to team industry meetings such as ARMA and ILTA events, uh, which help expose us to the other professionals in the industry and cultivate a strong community. Um, this made information governance not just a career for us, but also, you know, kind of fun. Uh, so that was pretty great. Also, my director at the time, Lee Isaacs, was a great champion for the department and team. Um, she helped support the team. Um, by bringing up the CIP exam to us. Um, this helped us get a certification. Uh, so bringing it to our attention as a possibility and making it accessible to us, uh, meaning that the firm would cover the cost if we passed it, uh, made it a really tangible goal for me. And I think the team as a whole. Um, 
and yeah, and as I mentioned, I was working on my master's program at the time, and I found the environment provided a great space to utilize what I was learning in my classes. Um, for example, my classes, some of them at least, revolved around project management, which got me interested in topics such as identifying project metrics, um, improving project workflows. Um, I kind of really love the idea of figuring out how to quantify the work that we're doing uh, and showing the value of that uh, it brings to the organization as a whole. Um, and regarding the changing of workflows, uh, one of the main projects Andrew and I were working on at the time uh, looked vastly different from when we first started on it uh, to when we left it. So that was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you bring up such a great point, right? But like that last one, especially, um, I mean, we can, we, we can have these interviews and we can talk to these younger professionals. We could say, hey, this is the important work that you're going to be working on. Uh, but like you said, I mean, that work, it, it evolves so much over the course of, of one's you know professional time there at the organization. So, I mean, um, I guess in, in that balance, do you do you harp on the fact more that there are these important projects that we expect you know younger professionals to essentially hit the ground running with? Or do you sort of like you talk about um, the flexibility and and how someone's um, input might you know, drastically alter the course of, of project, or is it sort of like a balance? Like what, what specifically did you like about the work you did at Proskauer? Uh, I like that I was given the opportunity to kind of sit in the driver's seat and, and really uh, help develop the projects. Um, if I had a suggestion or an idea for how to improve it, it was always um, seriously considered. Uh, sometimes it would would not result in anything and other times it would result in a, a huge change to the project workflow. Um, right. I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. Having your voice heard, especially at that at that early of a juncture, I'm sure was um, you know, very impactful. And not to toot my own horn, but yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So on to the next learning, growing, and advancing. Um, in terms of cultivating young talent when it's fine, like when it's finally engagedly employed with you. Uh, Chris, do you have any insights into what IG leaders can do to help educate and promote their young professionals? Are there any special things that you're doing that are especially effective? Yeah, I mean, if, I think for me, you know, what, one of the things that I, I've, I've tried to be very religious about is as I'm going through my kind of daily routine of, of reading and uh, absorbing everything that's coming out from ILTA and ARMA and a variety of other kind of resources, um, I, I pass uh, anything of relevance on to my team and say, you know, here, this is something that that you should read. I've even gone so far, uh, much to my uh, staff chagrin at times, um, to actually ask for uh, the staff to not only read the article, but then kind of write up kind of summary and, and thoughts on that article. Because I think one of the things that I think is is so important, particularly working with young professionals, and, and I, you know, I've talked to our CIO about this is, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for people to join my team to just be, uh, you know, yes, people um, where they just, you know, I give them a task and they go off and, and do it. I, I want, you know, critical thinkers. I want I want people that can, you know, solve problems, you know, by my side, not leave it to me to solve the problems and then just tell them what, you know, what to do. So, you know, I think part of that learning, growing and, and advancing is is looking beyond just the the technical skills um, and really looking at 
critical thinking skills, problem solving skills, project management skills, you know, those are things that all fall kind of outside the traditional, you know, uh, IG education, if, if you will. I mean, I certainly um, approve of any kind of, you know, conference attendance within the, the industry, um, you know, and I think all those things are, are valuable, but I think it's the day-to-day the -day application of those other skill sets that I talked about, you know, critical thinking. And, and, and so, and I think that that's a huge one because that's often what we're doing is we're faced with, you know, a, a problem attorney comes to us and says, hey, I'm, you know, struggling with this or I need this. And, you know, or generally there's a, a large kind of organizational gap, you know, somewhere that we need to fill somehow. Um, and so it's okay, how are we going to do this? Um, and it's not, you know, shouldn't be just left to me to decide that but rather us as a team really sitting down together and applying all of our perspectives, all of our experiences, um, you know, to, to that, that problem. So I think, you know, for me, it's giving those opportunities where, uh, you know, when, if anyone on my staff comes to me and says, okay, this is what I have going on, you know, how do you think I should handle this? And I'll turn it right back on them and say, well, how do you think you should handle it? You know, what, right. what is your thought? Right. And, and that kind of gets them in the, in the, you know, habit of looking at their own mindset and looking at their own kind of problem solving and, and how they go about uh, going about uh, doing that. Uh, you know, and, and I think that lends itself well to, uh, as a team, you know, if we all come in with that, that kind of, you know, skill, um, then we're much better able to kind of solve, uh, solve the larger problems. Gotcha. I mean, it's, it's actually, you know, very fitting that you, you know, you mentioned what you just did seeing is how Matt said that one of the most impactful things on his career was, you know, doing some of this critical thinking, but more so seeing his solution sort of come to fruition, especially if it was a, if it was a good solution or maybe understanding, you know, the difference between like what would and wouldn't work within an organization, especially when you're new, which is sometimes somewhat nuanced. So, I mean, it sounds just to break down your, your, your answer a little bit that, you know, uh, essentially a 50-50 split between educational opportunities within the organization really cultivating that that critical thinking but also like you know some of these external resources are really helpful to these conferences uh like matt said that turn ig more from just a job into sort of like it's it be, starts to become an interest to a lot of people right Do, would you agree that um so sort of like what matt had said in his last answer that 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 became a big important part of the fostering the educational opportunities at your firm yeah, I, I do. I, I agree with that very much. And I think, you know, the other thing that's really important to foster is is a, a sense of um, not fearing failure. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, a couple of times I've been, you know, encouraging staff, you know, so one of my staff members is our data governance coordinator, you know, and I, I've tasked her with building our data governance, you know, framework. And she was kind of very hesitant. And I said, look, it, it's it's a it's a draft. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you're the coordinator. Coordinate, you know, you tell me, right. what do we need? Um, you know, and and if I have questions, problems, issues, I will certainly let you know. But, you know, we, we have to take away this fear of failure that everything needs to be perfect right out of the gate, right? That give, give our young professionals the opportunity in the room to experiment and to try new things and and not worry about what the impact of that is, is going to be. So I do think that's an important part of this. Yeah, that's, just to, yeah, to hone in, on, <laughs> to hone in on uh, that element of what you're you're mentioning is that uh, I think that I, since IG is such a nascent uh, industry, there's not always a clear cut mm. 
uh, answer to some of these problems. So, Absolutely. so while a, your um, coordinator might be uh, worried about kind of taking on such a project, um, like kind of setting the precedent for what you're supposed to do, I think is is a pretty awesome uh, responsibility. So, and it definitely you can't be necessarily be wrong. Um, but I guess if you're weighing the risks correctly. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that, that was something that Matt, you and I talked about a lot at the beginning that, you know, uh, it was really the mentality of approaching some of these projects, right? Like having this risk averse mindset, or at least matching your risk aversion to that of like what your firm's general acceptance for risk is um, just being able to like sometimes approach these projects and have that sort of like internal dialogue or that rhetoric on why you're approaching things the way you are. Sometimes it can help learn or like educate your lawyers, edu you know, help, help the firm. Um, so yeah, just coming at it from that, that, that with that mindset is, is just crazy important. Um, and actually, you know, Matt, now that we've got, you know, now, now that it's your turn, um, I'd like to, you know, you started as a records clerk, a job that, I mean, let's be frank, not, like most young professionals I know probably wouldn't have accepted. Um, and then you went on to get promoted, you know, I, I think I've lost count. Uh, so if you can go back and do it all again, you know, would you do anything differently? Do you, are you really happy with the, you know, the rate of progression that your career took? Um, and what tips, if, if any, would you give our younger audience that are watching now to help them kickstart their careers? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure my aim was ever necessarily to progress faster in terms of promotions and whatnot. Um, I was really more interested in, in learning more about information governance, of course, but also taking on more of a driver's seat role uh, with my projects. Um, so to help learn more about information governance and, and risk management in general, uh, I would try to focus my research papers on topics uh, such as data security uh, when I was in my master's program. Uh, so I wrote my master's thesis on improving Atlanta's information security management system after their 2018 ransomware attack. Um, I think I've always tried to take a kind of holistic approach to developing my career, which is why I would also, you know, participate in the industry events or discuss IG topics with folks in adjacent industries, uh, just taking as much opportunities as I can to, to kind of discuss and expand my understanding of the IG industry. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 a really great point. I mean, just, you know, to, to your point, I, I remember starting this industry and nobody really knowing anything about information governance. And, you know, fast forward to my, you know, my fiance having to do a data governance um, project at her firm and, and, you know, being able to help her and her, you know, finally seeing the value in a lot of the stuff. It's, it's, it's a very, it's very cool that the industry has come as far as it has come. Um, and the fact that we have taken, you know, some younger professionals along the, for the ride with us, you know, myself included, I started when I was, you know, my, my early twenties. So, um, you know, this is, this is a great industry and I'm, I'm glad that we're able to, to provide some of that value for, you know, for our younger professionals. Um, so to, to your, to your um your thesis paper uh, like that was one of the probably most memorable information governance topics that i think everyone was talking about at the end of the you know the the 2010s um what what was your how did that topic first off like how did it resonate with you um how interested were you when when that news started to break you know i mean can you can you speak a little bit about what that that sort of incident did to you um in terms of your interest for information governance yeah, I mean, you know, you'd see it on the news and it, it came across as a huge issue um, that was only 
increasing in um, in the amount of data breaches that were occurring. Um, so I was just interested that that since it seems like the world was going in this direction, uh, how do we better um, set up companies and organizations to to combat uh, these breaches? Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, it was just baffling to me that like the simplest solution to this this problem was literally just fixing human error or trying to to train employees to better um, identify phishing emails, for example. Uh, right. Yeah, if I remember correctly, more than 90% of these breaches could just be attributed to human error, so. Right, I, I mean, I remember being completely flabbergasted at their lack of like contingency plans, but yeah, I mean, uh, either way, it seems like you and I had a very similar takeaway from it. And for me, I, I really, really, you know, I wanted to do more in IG because, like, for, because of situations like this one, um, and like different large-scale data breaches. Uh, so I'm glad that we're on the same page there. Um, all right, cool. So to go on to our final question, uh, looking ahead to the future, which is always a fan favorite. Um, you know, it's no secret we're progressing towards a paper light world. Paper and boxes are becoming a thing of the past, um, and our comfort and skill with technology—they're not just desired anymore; it's it's required, right? Uh, so, Chris, in your opinion. What needs to change about information governance in order for younger professionals to start choosing, a, you know, prioritizing a career in, in IG over other enviable positions? I mean, I, I feel like it, it's kind of, you know, we've got to look at the at the source, right? I mean, I think one of the challenges when you look at other, you know, well-known professions is there's, there's a pipeline to it, right? Um, teaching, accounting. Uh, business administration, right? I mean, there, there's pipelines, right? So it kind of starts, um, you know, sometimes as early as even, you know, ju junior high. And I think one of the things that as, as information governance becomes more, um, I guess, more normalized within organizations, uh, I, I think one of the things that would really benefit the industry is for the industry leaders to start really talking to um, high schools about this as a career path. Um, start talking to uh, colleges and, and universities, um, you know, about about career or excuse me about academic, you know, programs that might lend themselves, uh, you know, to to this type of of work. You know, we can't. We can't wait for someone to discover a master's program uh, before they become interested in it, because frankly, you know, there's a lot of work that can be done without having a master's program. Um, you know, none of my staff have, I think one of my staff has a master's uh, degree. So, um, you know, so I, I think that there, there's that type of work that needs to be done in terms of just educating the larger population that, hey, we exist <laughs> and this is a viable, uh, you know, career path for for people rather than waiting for people like me to find their way there. Um, you know, we need more of of kind of Matt's experience and and kind of you know, kind of intentionally going into um, this uh, the, this path. So so I think that's really kind of where you know where it starts is you know figuring out how do we engage with our local communities about education around IG and how there are viable career paths um, in that you know even working with um, you know alternative education you know in in New York we have our our, our BOCES um, schools which do a lot of career and technical education and th and this is a, a, a perfect 
um, career path for uh, someone that is interested in just kind of a, a CTE, um, you know, education versus an associate's degree or, or bachelor's degree. So, you know, I think it's it's getting out into the local community and really starting to to advocate for our industry in that way. Yeah, that's such a great answer. I mean, I I remember Lee. Um, her her famous uh, her famous idiom was always nobody ever sets out to to join IG. They always fall into it, right? Um, yeah. So so yeah, I mean, and the fact that information governance it's it's so much cooler than it was or was perceived to be, you know, as of like five ten years ago. I mean, the the idea not only that you're you're in a very tech heavy industry where your decisions have far reaching implications, but like essentially you're you know, you're tasked with this like holistic education to every member of your firm, you're teaching, you know, everybody from partners, um, you know, through the gamut of the entire firm. And it's just, it's, it's important. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very cool career that not a lot of people know about. So finding a way to, yeah, increase community engagement, I think is going to be humongous for the next, you know, in the nearby future. Yeah. And, um, I, and I think, I think we, we have to really kind of look at ourselves as, um, look, look at this industry similar to how you know other industries are are viewing their own decline in um, you know in in staff. You know, I think about um, I know again coming out of the higher ed sector. Uh, you know, th there was a period of time where um, at least in New York there was a, a massive shortage of people that were um, capable of running our our power plants. Um, and, and so the, the power plants had no choice but to reach out to um, the, the community, the community colleges, the, um, you know, bachelor's degree granting institutions to say, we need people. Um, and, and so, you know, what, what, how can we partner to create a, a very um, quick but um, applicable kind of career pipeline for people to enter into, you know, the, the power plant, you know, industry. And, and, you know, thankfully that yielded, you know, really positive results during, uh, you know, that kind of quick uptick in, in you know, programming and, and advocacy for that. But, you know, it's got to start with, you know, who who are our IG leaders, uh, you know, in the industry. And, and I think we have to call upon them to, you know, figure out, you know, what, what is a, um, what are materials or advocacy that um, those of us working in the industry can do in our local community to kind of start to plant that seed within organizations um, that, that deal with education to, you know, help foster some of that and start having some conversations with students um, about, you know, hey, you seem to enjoy technology and you seem to have a knack for, you know, organization and detail. And, you know, there's this field called information governance, you know, I mean, we're, we're going to be, you know, really struggling if, if we're not able to, because IG is going to grow. I mean, exponentially, we're seeing it already. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not convinced that we've got enough people to 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 man it. I completely agree. Um, and honestly, I would just love one time in the next five to ten years if I tell somebody that I work in information governance, they don't say, "Huh, what's that?" You know? Yeah, like, right. Just exactly. having it <laughs> in the same level of familiarity as like an accountant would be just be like, you know, amazing to me. Um, which I don't know that's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, just to so uh, hone in on on a point that that Chris was mentioning is that like you know if somebody wants to utilize programming languages even right like if they have skills with SQL um, then there's opportunity for them in IG or if you just want to do project management then that's also an opportunity for them. Um, that's something I've honestly enjoyed so much at, at Kirkland is that the diversity of, of the set of skills that folks bring to the table 
Um, so it's it's just a very um, diverse industry regarding uh, the skills that people are to bring bring to the table. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, that's such a perfect segue into the question I had for you because um, I mean, let's face it, with the you know your your trajectory in your career, you'll probably be building your own team in the next five to ten years. So. I mean, what are some of the things that you are going to be looking for for that team? And what are, what are you know, are, have you started to think and plan about what you're going to do to better recruit young professionals to work for you? Yeah, you know, um, I have given it a bit of thought. Um, I'd probably start off by uh, creating more internship positions or analyst roles um, to introduce them to the industry. You know, it's the way I started. And I think it's a right. great template for getting people involved. Uh, I think from the the intern program that I was a part of, uh, three other interns are are working um, or advancing their careers in IG or IG adjacent industries. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean they they probably had a great manager, so it makes sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, um, yeah, and, and you know, additionally, uh, I think uh, creating more roles for them to progress into. Um, when I first started there there wasn't a clear uh, indication of like progression. Um, so that that's certainly something that I think would encourage more or younger professionals to join. Uh, and lastly, I don't know if I don't, or at least I don't think that this is a common thing, but uh, notifying young professionals about these promotional opportunities in the job postings themselves, right? Uh, so if they see that they're applying for an analyst role, uh, they'll know that in the job posting, it might mention something about um, opportunity to be promoted to a coordinator or a specialist role, depending on their performance or other factors. Um, and I think that that would be a huge incentive for them to, to see IG as a career. Um, yeah, that's such a great point. Honestly, if I, you know, if I had been given sort of a, a roadmap to my career when I sat down and and with different benchmarks to hit or, you know, different things to focus on and, and you know, it makes you sort of even competitive against yourself in some ways. Like this is as, as fast as they think I'm going to do it. Well, I'm going to do it fat, you know, faster. Um, and honestly, like I, I, I even remember my, my, my first promotion going from coordinator to specialist and not understanding how those two things were different. Um, so just, you know, having some, some way of, of, of tracking that and, and, you know, being able to compare yourself to your peers, even other, other firms, which don't always use the same, the same titles and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's such a great point, Matt. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much to, um, you know, to our, our panelists today. Uh, this is our contact information on the screen. I pretty sure I speak for everybody when I say, you know, um, we're interested in this. We're I'm, I'm borderline obsessed, but I will answer any question that people email me um, from you know just about anybody. So feel free to use use my contact information um, and there's Matt's and Chris's as well. Um, so you know, on behalf of Ilta, I just want to again thank our guests Matt and Chris for joining us here today. Um, I had a great time, and I really hope that our enjoy our audience enjoys watching. So uh, take care, everybody. Take care. Thanks.